And, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our lifetime, Lord, especially in this new era. And we do bless and and exalt you, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, and praise God. Well, a divine alignment. And, And I'm just so thankful to God because he is doing great and mighty things in all of our lives, in the lives of you, your family, your family members, and it's never too late to get on board. That's the good thing about God. All you need to do is hear a word one time, and it's yours. If you claim it, it is yours in Jesus' name. Amen? And so it's never too late, or you're never, let's say if you haven't been born again long, it doesn't matter. As long as you hear, see, hearing the word is what makes you eligible. For miracles, hearing the word and receiving it and and just, you know, receiving it by faith. And you can claim anything that you hear. I don't know where I'm going here, but whatever. You can claim whatever is in this word of God. It's for you. Amen. Hallelujah. It may not have your name there, but you put your name there. Amen. Jesus bore his sicknesses for surely. You put your name down there. So this word is for every one of us. You claim it, and it is yours. And not just that, but anything that's in this word, it is for you. Amen. So this is a new era. God is saying that this is a new season, but he's calling it a new era. And the difference, I asked God, well, what's the difference? He said, when you're in a new era, it never goes back. It's like a new paradigm. It's here for good. Isn't that wonderful? So God is doing new things. And the thing that I like about God is he's saying, I'm doing new things that you've never heard about. He said, you never heard them because I never told you. So I'm liking this. Amen. God is bringing divine alignment into your life that will affect every area of your life. Every area of your spirit, soul, and body, and then every area of your family, your personal life, your body. Uh, he is bringing health and wholeness to his people. I mean, God is doing a new thing. Don't miss it. Amen. I think this is going to be hard to miss. Only way you can miss this is if you're deaf, dumb, and blind. Amen. And then you still, I don't think you'll miss it then because he'll open the eyes of the blind. He'll open the ears of the death. It's no way you can miss this. God is so good, so merciful. Amen. There's no way we will miss what God is doing. He is doing great things, great and mighty things, the Bible says, that we know not. So all you need to do is jump in. Jump in the river. Amen. Just jump in. You know, and and you don't have to be perfect. You know, God loves us. He died for the saved, for saved people. He died for sinners. He died for all of us. I think that's what the church gets so wrong. Amen. God is merciful. All you got to do is believe. Amen. So just whenever you, if you see something in the word or you hear something, you grab it by faith because it is for you. Amen. So a divine turnaround. For those of you that don't quite understand, because it is, this is new. It's, this is um, prophetic teaching, and some people don't understand. But it's a, a divine turnaround in your life. So no matter what you see, the heart of God says there is a new day ahead of you. So it's, it's very, it's like this, what, no matter what you see. See, this is not a, 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 a gospel by sight. It's a gospel by faith. It's a faith gospel. And so you just have to know the word of God when you hear it. And it'll hit you in your heart. It'll stay with you. You'll receive it by faith. And you'll know that you know that you know that God is talking to you. And if you have doubts, ask him to show you. He'll give you a sign. He he will. Uh, um, it's reminded me of Barb was preaching and she was talking about the um, 
the person, uh, that guy who asked Jesus to heal his son. He says, come with me quickly. I think that was like two weeks ago and she preached it. Come quickly for my son before my son dies. And Jesus said, your son lives. And then he, he said, go your way. And immediately the man went his, that man went his way. He went back home. And of course, you know, back then they had to walk. So it was days away. But on the way back to his house where his son had been healed, he sent people in his household to meet him and encourage him and tell him, your son lives. Amen. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to say, saying that to say this, God will encourage you if it's hard for you to believe. You know, he will always encourage you. It's nothing wrong with asking God. God is this true as this for me, you know. And he will send you some kind of word he'll give you. Now, when he talks to me, he'll give me a scripture and something to confirm what he is saying. God don't mind confirming his word to you. Don't be afraid to ask him. As long as you're going to him in faith and going to him in respect to him, he will. It's just like Mary asked, asked him when the angels came and told her that she would give a son, you know, talking about Jesus. She said, but how will I know? How will I know? And so, you you know, it's nothing wrong with you checking in with God. Amen. Now, if you're a skeptic, be careful. <laughs> but don't be a skeptic. Just trust him. But God is doing new things. And sometimes new things, you know, sometimes we are creatures of habit. We don't like change. And so check in with God. And I'm telling you, he'll just tell you, yeah, I'm going to do that thing. He's going to tell you the same thing. I'm going to do it, but he will have some type of uh, encouragement, a scripture or something. He'll speak to you in a sign. Um, God can speak to you any way he wants to, but he will do that for you. Amen. <clears throat> so it's just like Elisha. Can you hear the sound of abundance? Can you hear the sound of rain? Amen. And he was really asking Elijah, where's your faith? Amen. So God is filling our hearts again with hope. He's filling us, you you know, with hope because sometimes we wait for a long time to get an answer from God. Sometimes it's circumstances, but sometimes it's because we don't understand something. You know how you know you're believing God, but you understand something's missing in there. And so God. He wants to bless everybody and he'll do something in the in the atmosphere or in the natural. He'll do something to encourage you and get you back on your faith. Amen. So we asked Elijah, can you can you see or hear the sound of rain? And Elisha sent his servant out. And he said, you know, and asked him to come back with a good report. And he says, well, I don't see anything. But see, Elijah had faith because he kept sending that servant out, out, go back, go back. It's out there somewhere. And he finally said, I see clouds the size of a man's hand. And so, you know, we don't know whether he really saw him or not, but all we know is faith works. (laughs) Faith works because rain came. Amen. Hallelujah. So God, I believe he's asking us to feed on the word, feed on the word and and try your faith. Do you hear the sound of rain? Do you hear the sound of abundance? In other words, do you feel on the inside in your inner core? Do you feel like things are truly changing in the name of Jesus? Do you really feel, can you hear the sound of abundance? We're not talking about what you see in the natural. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by how you feel. But go by what the word of God is speaking in your heart. If you feast on the word, meditate in the word, I'm telling you that will help you uh, get the vision on the inside of you of what God is doing. Amen. If you don't see it and you can't get with the vision, then feast on the word and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's why we need to meditate on the word, to renew your mind so that you can receive all things that God has for you. And it works every time. See, this is a foolproof gospel. 
It's already been tried and proven. It already works. So all we need to do is adapt to the thing that God is doing. Trust him and change how we think. Because it's all in how you think and what you think. Amen. Hallelujah. So one thing we need to understand is things are not how they appear. I'm going to sit down. Things are not how they appear. You know, I've learned in my many years of being saved to trust what, not trust what I see and not trust how I feel, but trust the words of God. Trust what God has said and trust what he is doing in any particular hour. Don't go by how you feel about a certain thing. Don't go, don't even judge the messenger, but get that word or, or the prophecy that's been spoken. Get it out. And that's another thing God was showing me. He says, we all need to get those old prophecies out that's been spoken to us. Get them out because this new thing that he is doing, this new era, it includes all of those old prophecies. Amen. That you thought weren't going to happen. And you thought were, let me tell you what I think God is showing me about that. Because I was asking him, well, why didn't those prophecies, a lot of them come to pass? He said, because you didn't breathe faith on them. See, when you, when you get a prophecy, you got to baby that thing. You got to brood over it. (laughs) And see, we just automatically think God is just going to do it, which he is. But some things we need to put our faith on. Some things God is just going to automatically do it, but we don't know which which way he's going to do things. So it's always good to take that prophecy and pray over it. It's like this is what God gave to me and start expecting it to come to pass. Amen. When you get prophecy and it's from a true prophet of God, you take that prophecy and you work with that thing until you see it. Is that making sense? God is restoring some things and aligning things according to his promises. He's putting us in right. See, when you get a, a, a blessing from God, some type of supernatural thing happens. You have to be in the right frame of mind. You got to be in the right atmosphere. You have to be expecting that thing. And so you have to prepare for it in, in, the, in the natural for something supernatural to happen. And so I believe we're living in that this season or in this era. This is what God is part of what God is doing. He's restoring things back to us. Amen. God is removing the hindrances. Those hindrances that were there, God is removing those things. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. See, she's receiving it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I receive it, Lord. Thank you. It's a good time to just receive it. Everybody receive what God is giving, what he is releasing. Hallelujah. He's releasing it in the name of Jesus, removing all hindrances that has stopped it before. Hallelujah. And bringing a mighty deliverance to his people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is unveiling what we cannot see. In other words, he's pulling the covers off of things hidden so that you could clearly see what he's doing in this hour. God knows he's a good God. He knows what he is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's doing a lot of things. He's removing. He's restoring. He's unveiling. Amen. He's uh, unveiling what we cannot see. So keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen. And don't look in any other direction. Don't look at the distractions. We usually look at the distractions. But God is aligning us. He's aligning things. He's taking it and he's putting it in proper perspective. And he's like a domino effect. He's saying, I'm get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this. Get rid of this. And he says, I'm removing that hindrance, this hindrance, that hindrance, that hindrance. He says, okay, if her hindrance is, is, is health, uh, divine health, I'm removing that hindrance, that hindrance, 
that hindrance. If her hindrance is money, I'm removing that hindrance. I'm removing. This is how God is working. This is the hour. This is the season. The only reason people don't receive is they don't re- they don't believe it. That's the that's the only thing. And I do believe, according to Isaiah forty eight three, he says I'm gonna do it anyway. He says, I'm going to do it to show you you have a stiff neck. That you are not receiving it because you think you know everything. and Because you think you're running everything. But God is saying, look, I have the last word in this. And so I'm going to do it because I have a reputation to keep up. I'm, I'm game. I am happy about it. I'm so thankful. Look. I don't care how God does this because we have all fallen in some way or another. At least I know I have. So what I want God to do is do it anyway to show me. Amen. Hallelujah. And so uh, that word alignment means to arrange in correct order. And so that's what God is doing. He is arranging things in correct order. Amen. So that we can see the benefit of our salvation. Amen. See, sinners think they know. They think we waste our time. They think God is not going to do what he says. In fact, they don't even believe that there is a God. And so this is one reason why I believe God is going to do it. He's going to show your friends. He's going to show you, your friends, those unbelievers, your family members. He's going to show them all. That you're not sitting believing in something that's fake. This is not fake news. <laughs> this is the real thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he's aligning things. He's putting things in right order. <clears throat> Hallelujah. He's appropriating the right position for things to happen. The position of arrangement adjusting he's adjusting things so that we can receive them amen so now we can go to exodus uh 14 13 hallelujah praise god exodus 14 13 of course i don't have it let me get it Exodus 14. Praise God. And it says in verse 14, it says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall not see again no more forever so in other words it's like this the opposition that's in your way standing in your way anything that's blocking your blessings or you've been nailing and nailing well i should say hammering and hammering at that thing and it won't move or it hasn't moved yet because the word works it has to work it never fails it's foolproof but god is saying to Moses and his people, he says, stand still and watch me and see what I do. He said, those Egyptians who you see today standing in front of you, you shall see no more forever. Amen. They shall be cast into the sea and drown. And so God, it when, when you talk about divine alignment, God has taken those things, those hindrances. See, the Egyptians were hindering Moses and the Israelites for many, many years. But God is saying, I am removing hindrances, so don't go cuckoo now. It's not the time. Now's the time to get on board and be healed. Amen. Now, don't lose your mind because God has already done it. Verse 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. See, a lot of us need to be slow to mouth. Okay. It's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian <laughs> church. <laughs> slow to mouth. Because, see, God is going to do it a different way than you say anyway. And he's going to do that uh, to confound the wisdom of the wise. 
And so God is going to do it his way anyhow. Hallelujah. But he wants to show you that he is also fighting for you. Amen. He wants you to know and understand that he is removing all barriers. Hallelujah. All of those things that hinder you. Hallelujah. I'm going to read. Now, I did wanted to do 13 and 14, but I'm going to go further. It says, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go for it. It's like, tell them to shut up and keep moving. Don't come back telling me. Hallelujah. Verse 16 says, but lift up your rod. Now, here's the instructions to Moses. Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. If God told one of us to do that, we'd look, we'd say, what? What is he saying? I'm not doing that. That ain't going to work. Lift up my rod and divide. How do you divide the sea? <laughs> Only way you can do it is give it a try. Amen. Amen. So he lifted up that rod and stretched it out over the sea and he divided it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Just think, if he hadn't followed instructions, they would never have gone through the sea. So when you're a leader, you have to follow God's instructions and tell people to get out your ear and shut up. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. Because how can you hear from God if everybody else keep? See, that was the problem. Amen. That was the problem. Everybody in your ear. And then you you can't hear, you can't get the voices right. So you have to get your instructions for, for God, from God for the sake of the people. The very ones that's in your ear trying to tell you what to do. God is giving you instructions for them. Amen. Hallelujah. We would have been in a big hard war and I'm going to mention it. If the president hadn't used his own mind and stopped the missiles. Everybody was saying, you gotta, you gotta hit back. You gotta do, you don't have to do nothing nobody tell you to do. But exercise your authority that God has given you. Amen. Killing babies and killing women and children. It's ridiculous. Just to show your strength and your power. There's other ways to hit back. You hit people in the pocketbook. I remember reading, I remember reading something that God uh, wrote. It was a prophecy that God gave a prophet who his prophecies has never come back wrong to this day. And it said, how do you deplete a country? It says you hit them in the money. So there's other ways to deplete a country. You start taking their money and putting tariffs. They don't have money to start building weapons and buying. So you got to use this. Some you you don't even have to you listen to God because God is He's a God of justice. He's tired of these people dying. He's tired of it. He doesn't like it. He's not with murder and He's not with shortness of of life. He says that we're supposed to have the fullness of life. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he wants us to receive the fullness of everything. If he had done that, we would have been taking cover, right? We wouldn't be where we are today. We surely wouldn't be in here. And so sometimes you have to disappoint human flesh to obey God. And it takes a big person to do that. But some people don't think about that. They just want to judge. Want to judge, want to judge, want to judge. And most people don't even know the circumstances. So we need to stay in line with God. Stay in tune to what God is saying. Amen. You deplete a country by the money. Amen. You deplete a country. They can't buy war weapons. They don't even have money to buy gunpowder. You know, for those old-fashioned... <laughs> How do you deplete, <laughs> how do you deplete a country? You do it by their money. Amen. Just thought I'd throw that in because it came up and it came out and it's true. Amen. Hallelujah. 
You know, I have grandchildren and I want them to get old and see their grandchildren. But we won't plan politics and, and games. Won't happen. And so we need to think humbly and, and think, you know, humility. And I'm so thankful and I hope uh, he keeps listening to the Lord. Because I was praying, I said, Lord, don't let him fall for this stuff these people are talking. Because if they were in his position, they don't know what they would do. But, you know, but you can always hear yakety yak. You know, the Lord told us years ago, I don't remember what that was. Somebody, uh, I can't remember, I don't know what, whether one of you remember. But some, the devil was on somebody's shoulder and it was, brother, hey, right. Yakety yak sitting on his shoulder so while god was trying to talk to brother hagan the devil was sitting on his shoulder saying yakety yak yakety yak yakety yak see he wants you to get it wrong amen now you know when you're getting it wrong and you you're listening to yakety yak when when you got you start developing a double mind and then you get because a double mind makes you angry so when you start thinking and then something makes you angry, that's not God. God don't make you angry when he speak to you. Just a little hint. And so that's what the devil does. And that's what all of these voices sound like when you're trying to hear from God. And then hear this is yakety yak, yakety yak. Give, give, give yourself a chance to hear from God. And that's what I do too. You know, I, I, if people are get too aggressive with me, I said, well, would you give me a chance to pray? Please. Amen. Yakety yak. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 48. I love these old teachers because some of the stuff that they say, you never forget it. I don't care how old you get. You never forget it. Hallelujah. Isaiah 48. Hallelujah. And we did this one last week. We'll just go over it again today. Verse 3. Now this ties into what we're talking about. So just receive this. It says, I have declared the former things from the beginning. They, They went forth from my mouth and I caused them to hear it. See, sometimes you don't hear what God is saying. God can start to work on you and cause you to hear it. Sometimes God will block your hearing. So you can't hear things because he knows what you're going to do with it. Amen. So when you're ready, it says, and suddenly I did them and they came to pass. Now, verse 4, I'm going to read. And it says, because I knew that you were obstinate or stiff-necked or hard-headed, knuckle-headed, and your neck was in iron sinews and your brow bronze, even from the beginning I have declared it to you. And before it came to pass, I proclaimed it to you. Least you should say, my idol has done these things. And my carved images and my molded image or that idol in your mind. Look, idols are in your mind. Amen. Have have commanded them. You have heard. See all this? And will you not declare it? See, in other words, if you heard him and if you believed it, you would have declared it. But did you know? It says, I have made you hear new things from this high even hidden things and you did not know them and they let's see and they are created now and not from the beginning in other words i created this this is new so don't go saying you knew it already this is what god is saying he says i have caused you to hear new things from this time not from that time are y'all here And before this day, you have not heard them. He said, so shut up, shut up, because you didn't know it before. I cause you to hear it now. This is a new era, and I'm doing a new things, and I'm causing you to hear freshly what I am saying in this hour. 
least you say, of course I knew that. Verse 8 says, surely you did not hear. Surely you did not know. And surely from long ago, your ears were not open. For I knew that you would deal very treacherously and were called a transgressor from the womb. For my name's sake, I would defer my anger. In other words, he's saying, look, I ain't even going to be mad at you no more for being stupid, for being obstinate, for being hard to deal with, for not listening, and for being knuckleheaded. Because in another uh, translation, it says knuckleheaded. And so he says, I'm not going to even be angry at you for how you've been. He said, I'm going to defer my anger. And for my praise, I will uh, restrain it from you so that I do not cut you off. Verse 10 says, behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction for my own sake. In other words, I was just trying to get your attention so I can allow you to hear the new thing that I'm doing. Amen. Hallelujah. So for my own sake, verse 11 For my own sake, and he's repeating it, for my own sake, I will do it. For how should my name be profaned, and I will not give my glory to another. So God is saying, for all you naysayers who's saying, well, we hear this all the time. No, because it's never been a time like this. Never been a time like this. God has not said this before. If he did, I missed it. Amen. He's never said this is a new era. He never used that word. He's never said I'm causing you to hear this. If if he did, I missed it. But he is saying I cause you. I'm I'm turning on up the volume. And that bullhorn that's been in your ear, that bullhorn from the devil, that's been amplifying lies in your ear, he says I'm wiping that out. That's the mountain that's coming against you. And he says, and I'm coming against that. He says, those lies will not be amplified in your ears anymore. He says, but I'm turning up truth. Hallelujah. And for anybody that wants to receive it, you're free to receive it. Open your heart and receive what God is doing in this hour. Hallelujah. It will come to pass. The devil's a liar. And when when you get that double-mindedness that jumps on you and say, it ain't coming, it ain't going to happen, you say, devil, I resist you. See, the Bible says resist him and he will flee. It don't say just sit still and don't say nothing. Maybe he'll go away. It says resist the devil and he must flee from you. He will flee because he has to go. And see, he's speaking to you in your head. And the only reason he comes in there is because he's used to doing it. See, he's knuckleheaded and hardheaded. He don't like to obey when you tell him, go in Jesus' name. He goes, but he comes back until you, you hit him with the word like Jesus did. Amen. And when you hit him with the word, he'll go. But the Bible still said he went for a season. <laughs> so you have to always understand that he may come back, but you just hit him with the same thing you hit him with before. Until your mind catches on to what God is doing and you stop listening to those lies of the enemy. But he does everybody like that until they condition their mind with the word of God. Amen. You got to linger in the word until your thinking is changed. Amen. God is causing suddenly manifestations in the earth because he can do something new if he wants to. I'm glad. Amen. God has established your final outcome and it will be victorious. Look, you you have God with you. He is giving us mercy every morning. And he gives us his grace. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you have his grace, he is allowing you and making it possible for you to not miss it. He helps you not miss it. Amen. Whatever comes your way, he gives you the ability to stand. Having done all. See, when you don't want to stand, that's just in your mind. But your spirit really wants you to continue to stand. But when you want to give up, that's in your head. 
Amen. Well, it's real quiet in this Presbyterian church, but it's true. God is re- God is releasing new things in your life. He is releasing the prefix R. I heard this uh, one woman uh, prophesying about the R's in your life. And I realized when I was looking at my notes, I said, this, this is a lot of R's. And so I said I would write them out and try to think of more to give to you. So that's what I did. So God is releasing. There's a R-E-E. R-E-E. L-E-A-S. Releasing. God is releasing us from fear and healing us. And that word releasing means setting you free, liberating you. It also means uh, liberty. He is revealing, there's another R-E word, revealing significant truths for a mighty outpouring in your life. He's, re- he's revealing significant truths like you heard some today. Significant truth that God is uh, opening up the ears of people. He's teaching us. He's allowing us to hear him for all those ears that have been closed up. He says, I am allowing you to hear. I'm opening up your ears. Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, God is brooding over the R.E.s in your life. And that word brooding, remember, it means he's languishing over it, pondering, meditating. See, God never asks us to do anything he doesn't do. He's mulling over what he's doing in your life. Amen. He's mulling over the revealing of things in your life. He's mulling over the revelation he's releasing in your life. So he is mulling over everything in your life, the R-E words. Are y'all listening? I mean, you understanding. Hallelujah. So let's see. So God is releasing us. From fear and he- and he's healing us. I said that. Revealing significant truths to us. He's restoring things. Lost. Those lost prophecies. And you got mad at the prophet. <laughs> well you should have gotten mad if they were a fake prophet. But if they were real prophets. You know you got mad at them because it didn't. It did, that didn't happen. Well, you didn't, you didn't ponder, you didn't, you didn't brood over the word that was given. You put it on the shelf. I remember preaching a few months ago, take it off the shelf. Take it off the shelf and revisit it and, and go to God again and see what he says about that stuff that didn't come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. If the prophecy was true, a true prophet from God, then you will see it. And then maybe one time. So we don't know. Only you and God, you need to work on that. He'll let you know. Amen. But he is, I believe what he is saying in this hour, he is restoring those things lost. Those relationships, R-E words, relationships, marriages. He's restoring Amen. That word restore means better than before. Amen. It'll be brand new. So don't be looking for, uh, especially those who whose marriages are being restored, don't be looking for the same thing. Amen. God had to show me you don't want nothing that that thing was before. And it took me years to figure that one out until I started listening to God. I don't want that stuff no more. I want what's brand new. Amen. Restore him. Fix him. Clean him up. Make him new. Amen. And don't bring that old stuff back up in here, you know. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. See, that's what's wrong. A lot of us are looking because I did. Because I didn't realize. I didn't understand that. It's like I just want my marriage back. But I didn't understand. You want, you want what's new. You want it to be restored. Amen. You want a brand new person. Well, it got real quiet in here, but truth is true. God is reversing things. He's taking things that concern you 
uh, back from the enemy. In other words, what the enemy did and meant for evil, God is turning it around. Amen. He's reversing things, you know, like the reversal of fortune. And see, I don't, I don't, uh, wait on the wealth of the, the sinner. I, I really don't want anything they have, but I want God to reverse the things that's not, I want him to reverse my money. And what's low, make it high. What's not big, make it big. Amen. So I don't want anything anybody else has. Because really that's, what would you call that, lust? When you want, yeah, uh, when you want what the devil has, that's not a good thing. I don't want that. But that's what some churches preach. That, you know, the the wealth, because the, the scripture says the wealth of the sinner it's laid up for the just. Yeah, that's true, but you don't, why do you have to wait on it? See, when that word waiting on it and waiting for God to bring you the wealth transfer, that's the sin in it right there. Cause you don't have to wait on anything that the devil has. Write your ticket. God is giving you a blank ticket. Write it out, write it out and put today's date on it. You don't have to wait on anything. Well, I just gotta wait until the devil get finished you know, um, doing dirty things with this money because money can buy good stuff and money can buy bad stuff. And so you got to wait until some sinner run through some money and and do some things I'm not even going to get into. But you know what they do with money and buy some people and do some stuff. You got to wait until that's over before you get your your fortune. God can reverse your financial situation today, right now. Amen. Look for it now. Every day you go to your mailbox, look for some money. It was, I went and it was some check. It looked real. You know, them checks that they make look real and they fake. And I told him, I said, you will be real one day. Amen. Devil. Don't try to play with my mind. Amen. So God is reversing things. He re, He's reversing your financial situation right now. Now, not when the enemy get done, when you get what's left. That's not God. That's not even how God works, if you think about it. Amen. What's laid up for you, you can have it now. That's what the scripture means. Amen. And he won't give it to the wicked. He'll give it to you. Because it's yours. Because of who you are. You're Abraham's seed and heirs. That makes you an heir. Heirs don't have to wait on what heirs get it now. You go claim it, it's yours. Amen. And you'll claim it when you get tired of not having. You'll go and claim it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God is recovering. In other words, he is causing you to recover all like David did. And if you want to write that down, first Samuel 30 verse 18, you'll recover all just like David did. In other words, you will get victory over the devil. When David was at Zitlak, the Amalekites, you know, uh, stole everything, went to his uh, campsite took the women, took the children, took the, the gold, the silver, whatever he had, the animals. And, but God knew where it was, and he caused David to recover everything that he thought he had lost. God can do us the same way. I don't have to wait on a sinner to, to abuse finances, and probably he stole them anyway. That's why I don't want anything he has, not his anyway. But I don't have to wait on him to get done abusing money that probably was stolen for me to get a trickle. It's not that's not scriptural and it doesn't make any sense. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God is saying that whatever you feel like you lost, he is recovering it and restoring it. Amen. Whether it's money, marriage, children, whatever it is. Hallelujah. God is recovering. He's reviving old things. He's reviving those old prophecies, old promises, old prayers that you thought he wasn't going to answer because you quit brooding over it. 
You didn't breathe life over it. And so it just sat there, but God didn't forget about it. Amen. Just like the old dry bones, he told Elisha, he said, speak to the old dry bones and command them to come together. Well, what, what makes this situation or your situation any different? It's no different. God is doing a new thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he is reviving old things. Amen. Power is being released to you to go and get those old things. And get them. Bring them back. He is, he is uh, releasing uh, twofold recompense. That word recompense. The Lord will give you double. Amen. For what you've lost through. Uh, he's, it's coming through if you stay faithful. Amen. In other words, that word recompense means reward. So God will give you a reward if you stay true to him. That means don't don't lose hope. Maybe you lost hope for a little while and you got it back together. I mean, you know, as long as you don't quit, you're good with God. Amen. So the Lord rewarded um, me according to my righteousness. God rewards you according to your righteousness. Amen. And righteousness, that means right standing. Doesn't mean you do everything right because nobody does everything right. Amen. You stay in right standing. That means you repent when you need to repent. You know, you you do what you're supposed to do. You're in your word. You you forgive people. You do all of that stuff and you're in right standing with God. That's what it takes. Are you walking the love walk? Ouch. Real quiet in here. He's revisiting you. God is revisiting you by his spirit. Amen. And praying and causing you to enter into your rest. How many of you are in the rest of God? When you're in the rest of God... You quit worrying about stuff. In other words, you quit trying to fix everything. You quit budding in everything. You stop trying to take care of everything because God never told you to do that. You want to run yourself nuts? That's what happens. You can't handle everything because it's not your job. It is not your job to handle everything. Are y'all here today? But it's your job to lay it at the feet of Jesus. And say, God, fix this because I can't fix it. I can't handle it. So if you could fix this, and God will, he's just waiting on you to give it to him. Amen. And so you lay it at his feet, and you ask him to handle it, take care of it, and he will. You know, your anxieties, your fears, your thoughts that's not uh, in line with the word. Your wrong thinking, your anxiousness, those things that you know he's promised and you you want them real bad. Just say, God, you handle this. Amen. But that's not a bad thing. That can be a good thing. Want the good things. Amen. I want everything God is is got for me. And I want it. The thing about it is you can have it now. Amen. God will always revisit you to encourage you. He'll send his spirit to to just bathe you in his love and to just say, you know, I'm thinking about you. I'm with you. I have not left you. So keep on praying. Keep on believing. Keep on, you know, keeping on with me because that thing is right before you. I remember uh, Dodie, um, I never remember her last, Osteen. And she was healed by by the uh, power of God. And I remember what she said. She said, keep praying because that thing is closer than you think. I wrote that down. And I always, sometimes I go across it when I'm, you know, just uh, studying. And I wrote it in a place where I would always see it. And it says, don't quit. It says, um. This thing, that thing, or your breakthrough is closer than you think. It's right around the corner. You don't know how, how, what a corner looks like to God. 
But all he can say is it's right there. It's closer than you think. So don't ever give up on God. I don't care how bad it gets. Don't ever give up on what he's promised you because he's not a liar. He's not not a man that he should lie. And he doesn't have to lie because he has all power. He can convince people anytime he wants to. And so he doesn't have to lie. All he has to do is tell you what he's going to do, and it's up to you to believe and receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. So he will revisit you to encourage you and strengthen you and give you joy in his presence. See, when you get in the presence of God or when you enter his rest, there's more to it than just entering into his rest. His presence hovers over you. It strengthens you. His presence changes everything about you. And it strengthens you. Amen. It strengthens you where you're weak. Amen. So it's it's never a waste of time to get into the presence of God. Amen. Never. Hallelujah. Psalm 1611. And if you write that down, it's real short. It says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. So it's never a waste of time to get into the presence of God because this is how he reawakens you he shakes you and say hey wake up God is reawakening his people and causing them to hear new things that are springing forth hallelujah new things that are springing forth praise God let's go to Isaiah 43 Isaiah 43. And I think it's verse 19. Yes. It says, Behold, I do a new thing. Shall it, shall it spring forth? Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackal and the ostrich, because I because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. And this people I have formed for myself and they shall declare my praise. Hallelujah. Amen. God will do all these things. He'll do, he's doing something new. He will rescue you. Amen. He rescued me. That sound familiar, Miss Nola? He rescued me. Praise God. The power of God's hand is to deliver you and rescue you out of your problems and your distresses. This is what He does. He rescues you out of your uh, immobilization or whatever condition you are in God rescues you out of that amen the power of his hand whoo the power of his hand is to deliver you and set you free deliver you out of all of your distresses and your problems amen just running with passion for God will get you everything. Meditate on the word. And keep the word first place in your life. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians 3. I'm almost done. Most of you have been sleeping anyway. So wake up. Time to wake up. Wake up. Philippians 3. Verse 13. And it says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. And this is Paul. This is just something that I'm going to go to 12. I just love these scriptures. As you know, the last one, which was Isaiah 43. That was the scripture for the book. And then um, Philippians 4, uh, 13 and 14. But I'm going to restart at 12. It says, not that I have already attained or am already perfect, perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold 
of that for which Christ Jesus has already laid hold of me. Hallelujah. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Paul is saying, look, I haven't, I, I don't know everything and I haven't hit the mark in all the things that I've done. He says, but this one thing I do, I for, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. In other words, he said, look, one thing I do, I don't look back. I know to do is not to look back, but to look, keep pressing forward toward that goal of the prize of the upward call of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And this is, therefore, let us as many as are mature, mature, I'm going to say that again, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be as of the same mind. Amen. I won't go any further. You can keep reading, but I'm, I'm going to jump down to 19 and said, whose end is destruction? Well, let me go to 18. Uh, For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Uh, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is their shame who set their mind on earthly things. See, let me just say this. If you stay in the spirit, believe God, do what you're supposed to do, people would not like you. They just won't. They want some carnality to fool with. They want some agreement, not in the spirit, so that they can get foolish with your life. Amen. Because once you put that out there, they want to hold you to it. And so Paul is saying, I I didn't put myself in those kind of situations. He trusted God. He looked forward to what God was going to do. And he, he was sick of the nonsense. Amen. When he was in the world, he killed enough Christians. He tortured enough people. He was a God hater. And he says, I'm not in it for that anymore. When God changed my life, he says, I'm in, I'm all in. (laughs) I'm all in. And so he doesn't want that foolishness in his life anymore. And we don't either. But you will be persecuted for that reason. Amen. But stay in that uh, spiritual mode. That's why God wants us to learn to walk in the spirit. So you won't get involved with the stupid stuff. Amen. Stay in the spirit, not the flesh. So Paul says, one thing I did, I didn't look back. I didn't go back to that stupidity. I didn't go back to that life that I used to live. I didn't even look back there. I kept going forward in Christ Jesus because I knew he was my salvation and my strength. And that's all God wants us to do. He wants us to stay with him. Amen. Amen. God uh, is reprieving. Amen. Or bringing a reprieve. Hallelujah. Or a breakthrough from those things that have uh, held our minds captive. Those things that were not good for us. Amen. Those things that tormented us. He says he's bringing a reprieve. Hallelujah. Amen. Get, Get glad about it. When you face your fears and cast your cares or roll them over on the Lord, he brings a reprieve to your mind. Hallelujah. It's not a white flag where he makes you surrender, but it's a clarity and a cleansing and a strengthening that he gives to your mind where you see things more clearly. Amen. Or he's bringing clarity and mental peace to your life amen and everybody in here needs it your days are shifting and turning in the good direction with joy in a good direction with joy amen receive it divine rest is in order and clear skies no more storms in the forecast
Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I don't I forget who made a lot of people made that, but it's the words to the song that you need to hear and to understand about how all the cloudy days are gone and behold, the new days have come. Amen. And I said, amen. And I said, God's been trying to tell us years ago, but we just thought it was a song, but it was it was speaking of the true what God is really doing. God's power is upon us to give you victory. A deliverance cry has been heard in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. God saves his anointed. He really does. It's not that he favor us, but he he wants us to win. He's on the team to help us. He's on team victory. I'll put it like that. And that's where you are. Psalm 20 is our last scripture. If you'll go there, Psalm 20, verse 5. And it says, we will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord uh, fulfill all your petitions. Now, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. That's the scripture I wanted, verse 6. And he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. That means natural strength or natural things. And you know, my girlfriends, you know, uh, they're they going to come up here and talk to you for me. Uh, you know, my sister, my daughter going to take care of you. That's trusting in chariots. We can all do that. Trusting in the natural. It says, but, it says, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. Amen. And so God is saying, don't give, don't put anybody in that position except me. Cause I'm your salvation. I'm your hope and I'm your strength. I'm your defense. And there is none like me. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we do thank you. We have it. Okay. We're going to listen to this right now, and then we'll pray. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone up.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Shannon. Who was singing that? Do you remember? Johnny Nash. That's who I thought it made it, but I didn't, that didn't sound like him, but it's been so many years. But praise God. Now I did jot down some things that I heard. He says, the fog is gone. It's clearing up. He said, the rain is gone. He says, all obstacles gone. Dark clouds are gone. Pain is gone. And bad feelings are gone. The rainbow and the blue skies are here. It's going to be a bright. Well, that's what I'm trying to preach to you today. Amen. Hallelujah. I should have just played that for you until you'd go home. (laughs) But we had to keep it orderly. (laughs) But that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I was referring to right there. So if anybody needs prayer, you can come up and get it. Amen. We'll get back into the spirit of God. But God makes it plain. Amen. For his people. Hallelujah. I just need some true worshipers to stand to your feet right here. Come on. Oh, do you have a bash? Oh, do you have a bash? 